Hi everyone, it's Erica. Um, I just wanted to pop on quick before we start this episode and apologize because the audio quality is just not where it should be for this episode. Uh, I'm not really sure what happened. I tried desperately to fix it today and we just had some issue in recording that I was unaware of. Um, so for about the first 35 minutes or so, there's kind of an obnoxious buzzing noise uh, while we're talking. And then the second half, the feedback half, actually sounds like we're underwater. So there's a middle section where everything sounds fine between 35 minutes and feedback, if you want to listen to that point. I think we're talking about the songs, but um, other than that, I'm so sorry, and I hope that you don't want to hurt us because it sounds awful. Um, so I apologize, and now back to your regularly scheduled programming. Falling Program is a proud member of the Palava family of podcasts. Check out all the shows over at palava.com. That's P-A-L-A-V-I dot com. Welcome to GleeCast, the somewhat occasionally weekly home of Glee and casting. Here are your hosts, Emily and Erica. Here we are. We are in the house of my parents. And in the guest room of Emily's parents. Um, what what else is in the guest room? I, I think we, we should give everybody a setting. I, <laughs> as I look around, I realize what an unusual guest room my parents it's a really It's a special guest room. It is. Um, I guess the most important part of any guest room is the bed, which is a twin-size bed. It's a twin-size bed. Um, not always suitable for everybody that sleeps on it. Uh, hanging above the twin-size bed is an art project I did in ninth grade. Um, <laughs> it's a sort of sewn potato head on top of a hippie at a peace rally. This is what I did in ninth grade. I had just seen hair and I was totally into it. Um, also, a poster my brother made in 1991 uh, when he went to a main event, WWF, and it is it reads, Undertaker will bury the Ultimate Warrior, because he hated the Ultimate Warrior back then. It's not very big. It, it, he, like, held it up. Back. He held it up. Yeah, it's not that big. It's it's not, I mean, I guess, what, like, like a foot and a half no. wide. Um, it, it's, but... My dog is over here eating something. Well, it was that. Okay. We also have a dog in the room, so yes. hopefully he'll be quiet. It's exciting. Um, and we've got some posters my brother um, took off the subway for the New York Mets. Um, back when people... that was pulled them off the... I think so, yeah. Um, I don't yeah, know if it was a subway sticky. or what, but um, that was 2007 season. Your season has come was their motto because everybody thought they had to get to the postseason, and they yeah. didn't. Um, which tends to happen when you're a Mets fan. Um, also, we have the family photo, the only family photo my family has ever taken, uh, which Erica judged harshly. I didn't judge it harshly. Well, you judged the photography technique. Well, yeah, the photography part. Yes. Not your family. I mean, well, your none family of us great. Look, I, I look fine because I'm five and cute, but the rest of us, uh, we've seen better hair days, I think. Um, yeah, it's worthy of awkward family photos, I think. I, I, I like to think It's so. awkwardly posed. True, 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 true. Um, lots of chin cutting offs. Yeah. Which I guess was big in the 80s, maybe. maybe. I don't know. Um, but we missed you. Yeah. World of Glee listeners, cast listeners. Uh, it's been a while. Glee went, had a very long hiatus, and people kept saying, when is it coming back? And it came back. I finally came back. It did. Um, we'll talk about how good a thing that was in a bit. Uh, 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 but I feel like we have a couple of things to cover before we get into that in this yep. little bit of an intro. Um, let's start with um, what we did in the interim between Glee and now. Uh, a little thing called Burly Q. Yes, we uh, recorded a commentary track to Burlesque. Which the, or the original plan was to release it on our feed, but we had some recording issues and um, the audio quality wasn't wonderful. For so We recorded it with the podcast podcast, Fozzie Bear, mm-hmm. and uh, his fiancé, George, his future husband, and another friend. And um, we attempted to simul-record on my computer and Fozzie's computer at the same time, and for some reason the audio files do not line up. We get an echo, um, and it just, I just... I don't know. It didn't seem quite... It's on Fozzie's feed. Right. So go to in the iTunes store. Um, you should already be subscribing to the podcast podcast. Yeah. A podcast about podcasts. Uh, but if you're not, then um, do it. You can go to the iTunes store. You can type in Fozzie Bear, B-A-R-E. 
Uh, or I think you can probably type in podcast podcast. Um, well, I don't know. Sort no, 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 no. This is for Fozzie Bear. Somebody didn't name that podcast so well is yeah. what it comes down to. Um, but it was a lot of fun. And I, th- I think we're a little bit hard to hear on it, which is why I didn't <laughs> release it on our feed. Um, I was being a little snobby. But oh. if I can, I'm trying to get the original files in to see if I can fix it. So if I can fix it, then I'll definitely release it. But otherwise, just go listen to it. Now. When Erica says we, she means her because she's quiet. And I'm still loud enough that you can hear me through most of it. Yeah, no, we we both we sound like really far away. Mm, is okay. the thing okay? But it's a joy, and you should listen. Yeah, um, we want to give a big congratulations to yes. one of our podcast brethren. The the reason I think you could say that we ever started podcasting to be yeah. Famous. I think if if we were to say if our podcasts were family, I feel like they would be like our dads. Yeah, I think so. Maybe even, gra- even grandpas. I was going to say grandpas at first. You don't want to offend them because they're old. They are old. Yeah, they Older are. Older than us. It's true. Um, <laughs> um, but that, by the way, the podcast we are speaking of is Outside, Outside the Cinema. Yes. Uh, great discussions on cult movies. Uh, they've been around now for a very long time. Yeah. They're getting a little gray-haired, I must say, as a podcast. Um, we didn't say why we're congratulating them, though. We're congratulating them because Bill and his lovely, lovely wife, his lovely wife, Mel, who we love, just had their first baby boy, mm-hmm. Travis William, and he's the cutest baby I have ever seen. He's pretty he has cute. Yeah. Chubby, chubby little cheeks, and I want to squeeze them. Aww. Um, and then he'll pee on you. And then he'll pee on me because that's what babies do. Yep. And so, congratulations, guys. Yay! We're very you. happy for you and wanted yeah. to give you a shout out. Um, and I guess the next thing we should talk about is uh, I, I feel like we'll get more to this in the feedback section because we yes. have to address something very important um, about this. But um, Erica and I went to Horror Hound Weekend in Indianapolis. In Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, it was crazy fun time. It was amazing. Yes, it was my second Horror Hound, Erica's first. My first. And um, how would you describe it, Erica? Uh, I would say it was pretty indescribable. Mm-hmm. It was... There, so there was tumbling, freewheeling through a magic carpet ride. Like yes, that. yes. Yeah. Um, not a lot of sleeping. Yeah. A lot of drinking. Lots of drinking. Lots of Awesome, eating. awesome people. So many awesome people. Mm-hmm. I can't even begin to describe all the totally awesome people we met. Um, and I really hope you're all listening now so I can say hi. Hi. Except for that all. one person. Except for that one who I'm yeah, totally not no. saying hi to. Mm-hmm. And this person knows who this person is. You know who you are. Yeah. Snub. Um, but something really exciting that happened in Horror Hound, and we'll we'll save this probably. But um, okay, Wally is now eating something. I'm gonna stop that. But uh, um, <laughs> he we looks got really cute when doing it. A very special interview while at Horror Hound. We got our first celebrity interview. Yeah. Glee related celebrity. Glee related, no less. Who knew we could go to a horror convention and get an interview with an actor that's appeared on Glee? Oh, what? what? Um, very special thanks to Slug who who Huge hooked us special up. Special thanks hooked us up with the interview with, uh, do you want to announce who it was? Um, it was none other than Larry's dad. Yes. Karofsky's dad. Karofsky's dad. He was your Karofsky. He was kind of adamant about us not calling him Larry, <laughs> which I felt a little bad. I but. really can't not though. And it's I very know, difficult for it's me. It's hard. Um, but he, uh, Mr. Daniel Robeck, who is an actor who's been around for a long time, um, what, it was the kind of thing where, like, I mean, he's a fantastic guy. And then, like, as soon as I kind of went home at IMDb, I'm like, oh, my God, I've seen him yeah, in this. And this. He was in Lost. He was in everything. Um, most pleasant man ever. Yeah, just so nice. So friendly. So nice. So enthusiastic. Um, and has some exciting things to say about the show, I think. Yeah, because he had just finished recording a, no- a new episode, Breaking News. Mm-hmm. I guess I could have left that for the uh, for the interview, but I got excited about it. <laughs> Um, so he has lots of fun things right. to say. So we know he comes back on the show, yeah. which is exciting. Um, so we're going to release that as a, as a little bit of bonus content mm-hmm. on the feed. Uh, so look for that. Yes, yes, yes. And you get to hear just how tired Erica and I are. <laughs> we're like, it, uh... This was Sunday morning, and I have no... I mean, I, I, I sound like a 95-year-old chain smoker, I believe, <laughs> if memory serves. Um, and we're both a little loopy. Like, I know I got really confused by something he said at one point. <laughs> um, just exhausted. I guess. But, uh, and we cannot thank you, thank Slug enough. And yeah. you can listen to Slugcast, which is another uh, podcast on the iTunes store. Yeah, you uh, could go to, you could visit him at slugcast.net. Dot net. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, you can find him there. Okay. Um, so again, huge thanks. Uh, all that stuff. It's been fun. And we have some, some one very important person from Horrorhound Weekend that we'll talk about when we get to the feedback. Yes, we will. <laughs> Don't you worry. We're going to talk Don't about worry. you. Don't worry. You know who you are. You know who We love you, you so much. Yes. Um, so the last little bit of... Uh, I 
something else? Yeah. Oh, oh, dude. Oh. Why you have yes! something else on that outline? Okay, this is exciting because I was seeing, notice that I, I wrote the note with a question mark because mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know if Erica and I would want to announce it or not. But um, let, I'm trying to remember the genesis of this idea. The genesis was you saw a trailer for a movie. Uh, okay. And I saw you... a trailer with Jason Fozzie Bear from the podcast yes. podcast. And when we went to see Nightmare on Elm Street together, we saw a preview for a little movie. And both of us just get, were like, oh, my God, this this looks a fucking amazing. Like, oh, my God. And it came out. And I, and I told Erica, I'm like, we have to go do a bonus episode on this movie. Um, and we just really never got the chance to do it. Yeah, there was uh, scheduling issues. I think it came out while we were in Fort It House came out and, and went. And went very quickly. <laughs> I can't imagine why. Um, so we never got to do it. So we were talking about it the other day. Well, I guess the movie we are speaking of is Beastly. None other than the um, um, Vanessa Hudgens yeah. starring Neil Patrick Harris and Mary-Kate Olsen featured Beastly. Yes. Um, I discovered the other day that Beastly was actually a novel first. Which is amazing. Yeah. So clearly we decided that we have to read the book and then watch the movie. And then and do a podcast, then do a podcast yes. about it. Um, which brings us to the fact that we're going to start a new podcast. Right. We're spinning off. Yeah. It's, it's like a spin-off, spin-off combinations. Show. It's sort of like, um, I guess you have like re- like real world and road rules, and then you have real world versus yes. road rules challenge. So that's kind of what we have. You have Gleecast, and you have Podcast Podcast. And you have Criterion Cast, too, because yes. I think James from Criterion Cast, which is a podcast about the Criterion and releases of films. And now you're going to have... The Ink and Celluloid Club. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Where we Classy. read the book, watch the movie, most likely drunk, and then talk yeah. about it. And because we are so classy, we are sticking to teen-based literature. Yeah. For for now. For now. Yeah. Perhaps it will expand, but that is our initial, our initial mission, goal is our mission yes, letter. Blessing the world with the bee sleep. Yes. Uh, I need to buy that. That's remind me to buy it on Amazon while I'm here today. Okay. Um, but that and so keep keep your eye out for that. We'll hound you about it, don't worry. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll let you know when it's coming out. Yeah. We're holding off on it until the end of June because we all clearly need to read the book. Um, and it might take a long time. Yeah, you know? and and we have to wait for the movie to come out on DVD because mm-hmm. we can't find a screener. But well, um, come to the Bronx, I'll find one. Yeah, so I think that's all our or all, all our news, mm-hmm. all our business. Um, yeah, so should we delve in or should we? Sure, do- let's, let's delve right let's in. Let's do it. We're talking about episode seventeen of season two, Night of Neglect. Was it Night of Neglect or Night, a of, night of Neglect? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. For some reason, I like saying a night of neglect. It sounds, there's something about it that sounds a little sexier, I think. Okay. Okay. You're going to talk about it? I'm going to give you the glee cap. Okay. I'm very glad I'm healed. I had to go to the dentist this morning. Side note. Um, I was very worried that I would have a lump in my mouth, but I'm okay. All right. Here we go. So, remember how the Cheerios budget was going to be a redirection to the new directions? That didn't happen. As a result, Will tries to rile his kids up for a saltwater taffy salesathon. But news that the Brainiacs, a.k.a. two Asians, a dude with glasses, and a cat savant, need extra funding to go to the academic decathlon championship inspires a new fundraiser called A Night of Neglect. Wherein new directions must perform music by neglected artists like Jack Johnson and Adele. Everyone's favorite non-Chang Asian, Sunshine Corazon, pops back into town to offer her contribution and Twitter followers for the benefit performance. Something that finally sets Mercedes, prompted by new manager Lauren Zaisis, to turn on the diva attitude and demand equal R-E-S-B-E-C-T, not any G-L-E-C-T. In other news, Sue gathers a legion slash league of doom with dusty vocal adrenaline, Sandy Pink Dagger Ryerson, and Terry Honey Badger Schuster in an effort to tear down the Glee Club once and for all. It doesn't really work, because then there'd be no TV show. But the adult meanies do help prevent anyone, even the performer's parents, apparently, from attending. They also boot Tina off the stage, ensuring our favorite goth only gets to sing the opening bars to any solo. Elsewhere, Will and Holly enjoy a brief relationship amid the news that Carl has annulled his marriage to Emma, which then leads Holly to get a substitute teaching job out of town and subsequently out of Will's heart. In smaller news, Quinn mentioned something about being prom queen, Santana brings the sass onto Larry, and Kerblaine continues to be adorable. That was that, I suppose, and what you neglected to watch one night on Glee. A night of neglect. How do we feel about this episode? I didn't really care for it. Bah. It was not one of the worst episodes, I thought, but no, it was it one of the most boring. Yeah, it was super boring. Yeah. There was okay. just nothing going on. It felt, it's funny, because it felt very much... Um, I think this was actually more boring than the Super Bowl episode, but it felt similar in this way of, like, when they're coming back after a big hiatus, 
like for some reason you're expecting something big and instead they're just uh, this one just felt lifeless all you around. You just get like a standard mid-season yeah. episode. Which I don't and understand. didn't even move that many chess pieces around. I feel like they if this episode because next week's supposed to be this big the 90 super size 90 minute yep, yep, yep. Kurt's back at McKinley. Woo. BT-dub. Did you see that? Yeah. I'm amped for that. But, um, it's like this, like, that should have been the, back from the hiatus episode. Like, this should have been yeah. pushed this back to such before the hiatus. This underwhelming episode. Yeah. Um, it was written by Ian Brennan, who's my favorite writer of the three, but is just lifeless, and directed by, apparently, somebody named Carol Banker. I know, I when I look this person up, it seems like they've done a lot of, like, script supervising and... Uh, I don't know if this is a man or woman. Um, I'm guessing it's a woman. I think it's generally a female spelling of Carol. Um, but she had directed, I'll just keep calling her, she, like a couple of other episodes of TV shows and had worked as like a script supervisor in Glee. So it, it does seem like maybe that was the problem. Maybe it was just creatively, um, there wasn't that much, like, you know, kind of innovation going on. But, I mean, the worst thing, and we'll get to it with the songs, every one of these songs was just performed on stage. Yeah. Which, okay, we had duets, which I think was the best episode of the season. And duets, essentially all of the songs were duets performed in front of, in the chorus room. And yet, that was great. That was amazing. And I thought the songs were boring. I thought the episode was boring. I I have very few great lines that popped out. It was just a really disappointing episode for me. Yep, I agree. Okay. Uh, Plot-wise, should we dig into, I guess, the three storylines? Sure. Um, so we have the Brainiac subplot. Yep. Where there's an academic team with, uh, Tina, Mike, because they're Asian, Artie, because he has glasses, and Brittany, because she, like, stops. Someone got sick. Yep. Um, this was kind of, like, a cute side story. Yeah, I, I just thought it, this. And I, I think this, yeah, come to think about it, this probably had the best laughs of the episode. Mm-hmm. Like, just, you know, Brittany knowing the cat diseases and white rappers being, white rappers you know. Was great. Um... And I do love the fact that in the end, the Brainiacs got to go to the Academic Decathlon because of Sandy's drug money. Yeah. I thought that was a nice, like, you know, kind of, like, dark little twist. Like, um, what kills me What kills me about about Glee is that they make this huge achievement, they got the cheerleader money, and then they throw it all away. And they just throw it out in one way. Oh, Sue has been siphoning them off to yeah. his bank accounts. In the so we can't touch it. Yeah. Like, that's, that's so it, really? obnoxious. Like, I agree. Because there was something really nice about, um, I think we even talked about it, like, Great. One storyline we don't have to have again is them having to have a car wash and having to, you know, already has to ride the bus. Like, they could actually concentrate on performing and And practicing music and and not, yeah. yeah. Apparently they they have to sell salt water coffee. I find that very obnoxious. Yeah, I agree. Um, Um, So they decide to help the Brainiacs, too. uh, Yeah. I don't know. It was also boring. I, like, don't even want to talk about it because it was just like, eh. And I mean, I don't know. Well, we, um, I don't know. You want to just move right, on? Let's move on. Um, let's jump to Mercedes, because I feel like the middle storyline I have in there is a little more complicated. Um, so Mercedes finally did something, I guess. This was interesting, because what I liked about it was um, when Glee kind of acknowledges what people say about it, mm-hmm. and one of the things people have been saying forever is, like, what are you going to do with Mercedes? Why don't you give her anything to do? And that essentially was what this episode, what her storyline was about, was why doesn't anybody give me anything to do? Yeah. Which would have been great, but my biggest beef with it, and it, it comes out in my low notes, but I'll just talk about it now, is that conversation she has with Rachel in the car, which I thought, I'm like, okay, this is interesting. Like, like I like the idea friends. of, like, I like it. right, of her saying, like, I am just as good as you. And Rachel's saying, you're right, you are just as good as me. Mm-hmm. And she's, so why don't I get the attention? Why? Come on. Really? It's never going to come up, the fact that maybe it's because you're overweight or black. <laughs> like, and I don't mean to be like, that's Washington getting the attention. But seriously, like, you can't not say that's not the reason. Because if somebody with the vocal talent of Amber Riley was in Leah Michelle, which I guess you could say is, yes. then that's why she's the star of the show. Like, yeah. And I think that is the reason. Like, it's not because Mercedes is a wallflower. Like, because we've seen she's not. She sang Hell to the No last week. She's super sassy. Or last month. Like, she is sassy. And no, the reason is because you are not the type to be the lead. In this this environment, Mm -hmm. in a very white environment, unless you're doing a production of Rent and you're singing Seasons of Love. Exactly. And then you got it. Right. (laughs) Uh, Or or you got to watch out because then sometimes the super salesman can take that role from you. 
um, office this week. Oh yeah. <laughs> there was <laughs> side note. Um, but no, that that bothered me because I wanted them. I like that they presented this uh, this not controversial, but this kind of thing of like, mm, yeah, why doesn't Aunt Mercedes get get anything? I don't know because she's shy. No, no, that's really not why. It's really because she's black and overweight. Well, I, don't, I think they weren't saying they weren't saying it's because she's shy. They were saying it's because she doesn't fight for she's it. She's not as driven to be a star as Rachel is, which mm-hmm. I I didn't sure. mind. Like yeah. I kind of like that because Rachel doesn't give a shit about anyone else. She only right. cares about herself, and and that is why she's yeah getting all the solos and stuff because she's a pain in the ass about it. And how could you not give it to her? Because she'll annoy the shit out of mm-hmm. you until you do. Um. So yeah, I. I I don't know. Don't say that it's because she's shy. Because it's not. Like, they didn't say it's because she's shy. It's because she cares about what other people think. Okay. And she doesn't want... She doesn't want to be a bitch to get what she wants. Okay. All right. I'll buy that. But I really don't think that's the reason. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I'm just saying that's the reason they, they yeah. gave. Yeah. 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 Okay. So. Yeah. Um, oh, I didn't put it on here. But Sue's Legion of Doom. Sue is... Okay. We know Sue's after them. We got a lot of characters that we haven't seen in a while back this episode. Yeah, and I like all of them. Yeah. Like, I, I love Cheyenne Jackson. Bring him on. Like, <laughs> um, I thought Sandy was very funny this Sandy episode. Um, and Terry, I, I, like, it's funny. It's like, we hate Terry, but I like the actress. I like the actress and I think she does, she's fine. And sometimes I like her. Like, yeah. Um, and this episode, she didn't get much to do, but it seems like she'll have a lot to do next week or yeah. eventually. You know, when she's pregnant. Again. Yeah, I'm convinced she <laughs> Um... Okay, and so then we have the Emma, Will, Holly, Carl, R.I.P. Carl. He's gone to join Matt Rutherford in the ether of Glee actors. It's super um, sad. Um, Erica's... <laughs> I just discovered what I was sitting on. Erica is leaning <laughs> against this, like, gigantic, this, like, what is that, like, three-foot-tall stuffed bear with a really weird face. And yeah. he's got one of those, like, sewn-on mouths, and the mouth is actually falling off. He's, like, he looks like the abominable snowman. And he's kind of staring really intensely at Erica. <laughs> I was, like, I was leaning up And it's kind it. of, like, it looks like he's hugging her, except, coffee. like, when she leans forward, it, like, he just looks like he's looking into her eyes, and it's... I was, like, what am I leaning on? I would so be uncomfortable comfy. if I were her, quite frankly, but, you know, it's cool. Um, yeah, no, I just, I gave it a funny look, I'm sorry, because I just discovered <laughs> what I was sitting on. I, I wasn't sure what I was leaning against. You, he'll um, kill you in your nightmares. Um, anyway, so, Emma and Carl, uh, Carl annulled the marriage. Yeah. How'd you feel about that? I was actually okay with that. I actually kind of like that it was annulled and Emma's not a divorcee. Like, okay. I don't know. I know it's like, <laughs> there's a stigma attached to that. Nowadays. Yeah. I know it's the same shit and blah, 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 but I kind of, I like that on top of her OCD, she doesn't have to deal with going through a divorce. Like, okay. it was All just right. one simple step. Like, I, I was yeah. okay with that. I liked her scene, this episode. Like, because on one hand, <laughs> like, great. she's with her electric toothbrush. Um, I liked, I liked that she didn't feel like a caricature. Mm-hmm. This episode, she's very, like, she acknowledges, she says, I'm dealing with my OCD. And yeah. I think this is the first time we've heard her use that word. Yeah. You know? I think it is. We, she said her thing, her problem, her condition. This is the first time she said, you know, my OCD gets worse right now. Like, and I thought it was real. Like, mm-hmm. I believed her. I believed that scene with Will. Yeah. Um, I'm totally bummed that Carl is gone. Like, yeah. that breaks me for many reasons. He barely even ever sang for us. I know, I know. And it never took off his shirt. And never did Little Shop of Hearts. Mm. Oh, fuck you, Glee. Um, maybe it'll be a fantasy sequence. Um, but, side note, I've always wanted to ask my, my, my dentist what he thought of Little Shop of Horrors and that song and that scene, but I'm really scared <laughs> that he might take it offensively and then take it out of my teeth. Anyway, um... So it's you know they kind of have this like nice little moment and Holly of course is watching and the Holly Will thing bothered me because I understand that she's a guest star and she can't be on for like she can't and I think that's the whole issue and a couple people I know Wayne mentions that in his feedback when you know somebody is an A list star and they're coming on for a few episodes you know they're not going to last right but I feel like they could have made it last a little bit longer like I feel like it was just last episode where she was like okay I'm going to give this a try I sang I sang landslide and I understood a lot more about myself and now it's a week later and I'm a rolling stone I can't collect moss I can't be with you i told you that already i don't know why like well it's almost it like they had like because the, the last episode before this she was away at the um, right. retreat and i mean i kind of left, i feel like that's what they said, were trying they were trying to a long she said he said i missed you last week 
so they were two weeks. Oh. <laughs> Damn, I didn't catch that. Yeah, he said, yeah. He, like, when they were sitting down to eat pizza, he said, I missed you last week. Right. So it was two weeks later. They right. they went on five dates. <laughs> One was only in the closet. In the janitor's oh, closet. That might be all you need. Um, and, and it's been two weeks. Like, she didn't. He was getting creepy, too. He's like, I miss you so much. Yeah. What do we do tomorrow night? But she didn't actually give it a legitimate try. Like, for, for all the heartfelt, heart, like, reasons that she had after the after seeing the landslide that she had to be like i'm gonna give this a try i understand like she didn't really give it a try she just yeah, went back to her old ways and she was like i'm not gonna be with you yeah i got a job I'm yeah i can see that that's a good point it bothered me yeah fair enough but now will and emma could be together so and even though i'm like again i've said like oh i'm bored of them getting there i got like their scene together made me think oh this could be nice like this could work i think if they don't do the same problems you know, like, and I don't know where I want it to go, but I just don't want the writers to do the same story as the last time. Well, maybe but they'll yeah. be together and Terry will come out pregnant. Maybe. Maybe. That Which would be kind of the same story, but not. But not. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's possible. Um, was there anything else story-wise on here? Know. I mean, Sunshine Corazon came back, which is obviously, yeah. like, hint, hint, vocal adrenaline's getting ready for you. Um, they played her off very sympathetically. Like, she's really a nice person. Um, and she's smart. And she's, she's, very she's basically just the Rachel over there. Exactly. Like, yeah. But a little saying, nicer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, they, uh, Cheyenne Jackson talked about being at regionals. So apparently they will be at regionals. Yes. And I mean, and even will we'll talk we about that. We have to be vocal adrenaline. That. Yeah. And it still makes no they sense whatsoever. Maybe yeah. it's like in the Simpsons when the whole town had to move because the garbage dump. Maybe the town of Lima, Ohio, had to move over the summer. Over the summer. And that's why they're technically in a different region. I'm just, I'm curious as to, like, maybe they do brackets for, I don't understand. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever, but this is a plea we're talking about. Which, surprise, surprise, lots of things in the show don't make sense ever. Well, Wayne, Wayne, please explain it to us, because he was talking about the marching band and nationals and regionals and blah, blah, blah. Please explain it to us in your next email. Yeah. Wayne, Yeah, Wayne, at least, does it translate over to marching band, which I assume it must be a similar competition. Um, Does that make sense to you? Because it makes no sense to us. Um, Okay, so you want to talk about the songs? Okay. Um, Again, kind of took a while to get to the songs. All of them were songs done on stage. There was no... um, I'm not smart enough to know the word that would describe another song. Uh, but the first one we have, what, a song that I've often thought of karaoke. Yeah. Because I feel like I could milk it, but it's also, you know, it's all by myself. Yes, all by myself, which is sung by Sunshine. Sung by Sunshine. Essentially just to show off that she can sing really well. Yeah. And sure, she can. Like, And I feel like it was also like a double insult to Rachel because I know Celine Dion didn't sing it originally but right. she was kind of like it's a song Celine Dion's very well known for yeah she made it sort of her own and um Rachel already said she was going to do Celine and now she's right. doing, doing Celine in her auditorium right. and, and, and I mean sang the hell out of it yeah what I didn't like was you know Sunshine basically says to the Glee Club I want to show you that I feel very lonely because I am talented and short and so she sings a song about how she is very lonely like <laughs> and it, it was just so there was nothing um, complex about it whatsoever. No, nope. Sunshine feels alone, so she sings all by myself. Okay, which we've actually had featured on the show before, briefly, with um, I believe it's Emma in the car by herself. <gasps> You're right, and all like by so in one. It's raining. Yeah. Wow, yeah, when she's like moaning over Will. Crazy. Yep. Um, we was it us? Who had said this? Somebody had said that Larry should sing this song. I think I it was one know. of her feedback. I feel bad because I can't remember who said it, but somebody wrote in feedback. Maybe it was Wayne. I'm not sure. Somebody wrote in feedback and suggested he should sing that song. Which, <laughs> again, like, I was bad because I'm like, that bitch stole Larry's song. Um, the bedazzled microphone yeah. was there, of course. The thing I did like about this was Puck's reaction. <laughs> he was like... He was so impressed. And he's watching it and he's just... He has this look on his face, like like a little puppy, like... Oh my god, this is great. And then, as soon as it was over, he stood up, and he had, like, tears in his eyes, <laughs> which I just thought was really cute. It was adorable. Um, and I like that, um, you know, this wasn't Glee Club rehearsal. It was, like, they found Sunshine just, you know, hiding around, and they bring her to the auditorium, and, like, the, or- the full orchestra is just yeah, there and ready to there. play all by myself. Uh, yeah. Side story about the song. The I think first time I really heard it was uh, in Atlantic City. I went years ago. And there was, like, one of those dinner theater performances, 
and it was Cinderella, except Cinderella done to disco. That's awesome. Yeah, so it was like a totally Cinderella story. And the first song was like a, was a show tune, but then all the other songs were like um, like Funky Town and like all this stuff. And the prince at one point is talking about how lonely he is, and he sings all by myself. That's amazing. Yes, he was like sparkly and everything else. It was pretty great. I wish I could see that. Yeah, um, if I could go back in time. Uh, so the next song? Tina's thing. Is I Follow Rivers by Licky Lee. Uh-huh. Which I think is the only actually neglected artist because I don't know who this person is. Yeah, I I, I, I knew I wouldn't know. I didn't know if you would. Um, yeah. I really liked that Sandy was chanting, show tunes, show tunes during her performance. <laughs> that is the best heckling ever. Um, I I don't really know anything about it. It seemed like it could have been an interesting song. It was lovely. Uh, uh. Um, I like the idea that Tina will never finish a song. Nope. Well, she sang um, the Florence and the Machine song. The dog days are... That's true. With Mercedes. With Mercedes, yeah. yeah. Uh, moving Next, on. I guess it was kind of a song. Mm, I, would, is, I would say it was a performance. Yeah, it was a performance. It was uh, Mike Chang dancing to Bubble Toes by Jack Johnson. Which was amazing. Yeah, it was great. The mop was adorable. I would say that was the high point of the episode for me. Without quite, just because it was Mike Chang dancing. That was great. And he was really enthusiastic about it. He had, like, more dialogue in this episode than ever. Yeah, oh, yeah, the point where he, like, turned around, he, like, walked out, and they were like, what's wrong? <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know, I'm sick of this. And you're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> he has something to say. I like the idea that, like, he was probably had to, like, like take a lot of cough drops and, like, drink tea with honey before then, because he was like, yeah. oh, my God, i get, got to get my I voice ready. This is more talking than I've ever done in my lifetime. <laughs> Um, so then the next one was, um, Turn... Turning Tables. Tables. By Adele. Yes. Which I heard the real version of last. And I knew yeah. I had heard it, like, in supermarkets and stuff. Um, and it's a really nice song, I would say. Lovely. Um, really literal. But again, so dramatic. So it's melodramatic. So melodramatic. I'm standing on a stage. I'm wearing black. I'm looking fabulous because of Gwen Paltrow. I'm singing about breaking up with you. And now I'm going to tell you, did you listen to the song? I just broke up with you. Yeah. So fucking literal. Ah. Um, it sounded fine, I thought. Yeah, she did it fine. Didn't, I don't think it sounded as good as the original, but... Uh, just so boring. Agreed. Okay. Um, Last song? Was Ain't No Way. By Aretha Franklin. Mm-hmm. Um, Sandy I mean, is great during this song. Yes, <laughs> I agree. It's, the song's amazing. Mercedes sings it incredibly well. Yeah. It's just boring. It's just boring, because you kind of know what's coming the whole episode. Yeah. She's talking about Aretha, um, you know, like, she, like you know Mercedes is going to have a big number. And the thing about Mercedes' big solo numbers is, other than hell to know, they all essentially come out the same. Like, and it's fine, because it's great to listen to, less interesting to watch, I think. Yeah. Because um, something I realized about her is, like, I don't think she knows what to do with her body when she sings. Which, granted, well, like... She did fine during uh, Bust the Windows After Car, where she had danced. True. Very true. The Cheerios back yeah. her up. But, like, something about this one, like... I, I mean, maybe it was, like, she was in a dress, and we're not used to... I'm not used to seeing Mercedes in a dress. Um, and just, like, she just seemed... she. It's, like... She has the voice to be a diva, but and it's not that she has another personality. It's that I, I also don't think Amber Riley is great she actress. She doesn't do this. Yeah, she's not she's not belted and, and throwing. She, she doesn't do the Celine hand. And maybe she needs a gesture. I don't know, but I don't know. It's she sounds fantastic. Yeah, she's it's just boring to watch. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, when it's a know, slow song. It's a slow song. The gospel choir was there and ready. Um, why did why couldn't her gospel choir buy tickets to the show? Like, why couldn't anybody all buy tickets. tickets to the show? I'm just going to close people. the door for a minute. Why didn't, why their couldn't... parents, the choir, the church... Okay, Rachel's fucking two dads, who apparently have spoiled her rotten and told her her whole life that she was going to be a star. Why do they never come to see anything she does? No idea. Where was, um, Kurt's, uh, not Kurt, Finn's mother? Where was... Carol and Bert. Yeah, where the fuck is anybody? Quinn's mother, who seems to be very supportive now. Yep. Like, I mean, I had to try to force my parents not to come to some yep. of the things I did in high school. Because <laughs> I knew they were bad. And I said, no, really, don't come. This is going to hurt you. Don't do it. Like, eh, and I, eh, I get it. Like, it's fun to have this storyline where you sell four tickets and everybody hates you. But... In reality. In reality, come on. Somebody's dad is going to buy a ticket. Yeah. The teachers are going to come. Like... And even if they wanted to fight, like, if someone wanted to argue to play devil's advocate, like, the Brainiacs were like, we don't want our parents to pay for it. The school should pay for it. So, 
maybe they were like, well, we didn't invite our parents because we don't want them to pay for it. Fine. But everyone else's parents can be invited. Exactly. Yeah. It, it just, again, it's, it's like this lazy, it's, it's the trick of, you know, you're kind of creating this glee does not take place in the real world. It takes place in this fluffy universe where Sue can punch a woman in the face and I have no yeah. repercussions. But it can't treat parents like real people, which it's really done a good job of. I mean, Kurt and Finn's mother and father are great characters mm-hmm. and wonderful. And it can't have these people and then assume everything else is a Charlie Brown universe and all the parents speak in wah-wahs and don't exist. <laughs> it's, it's frustrating. And it bothered me because the episode, if the episode, I think, was funny or clever enough around it, it would have been fine. But it wasn't. It was a shitty yeah, episode. It just didn't explain it at all. Yeah. It just... Neglected it. Neglected. Yes. The kids were neglected as well. Yes. Um, should we go into high notes and low notes? Or should sure. we... Okay. High yeah. notes. Um, I enjoyed the Brainiac's hand thing. Yes. They had a little, little gesture thing. Which Whatever was cute. that was. Yeah. It wasn't really a handshake. It was just the thing. It was a thing. Um, I liked Lauren's line. When Mike talks, I'm still trying to remember his name. Which was a, you know, a good joke from the first season, which I yes. liked. Um, I love whenever Holly Holiday dresses up as a historical character. And I liked how that wrapped around at the end. Yeah. Which I thought that was actually very... I didn't catch it the first time, um, but the second time that, I totally did. Actually, that ties into oh, another... enormous hounds. <laughs> it kind of ties into another one of my high notes, which is that Holly is actually a good substitute teacher. Yeah. Like, she's a good person. And I, it, I think it showed in the scene with the hecklers where she was like, you know, you guys, you're so desensitized because you talk to people you don't know, blah, blah, blah. And, um... I think it came out there that she is like, like, like we've, I know I've said it before because we had that moment where we saw Will as a really good teacher. Right. Like, it's always nice to, to, for it to be confirmed. To remember when, that these people have care about, like, yeah, care you know, about the kids. Yeah, and, they're educators. And that's, yeah. yeah. I would agree. Um, and I, I loved Sam's reaction to her. I don't know if you watched him. But during her lesson, like, he was just, like, leaning forward. Like, he was so into it, <laughs> which I thought was really cute. Um, because again, like, I like nerdy Sam, a oh, Wally, um, Wally keeps, er, this dog <laughs> he, he broke into how the to, room when it was locked. He knows how to open a locked door, apparently. Yes. Um, uh, the, I also, oh, I like that Holly uses the word amazeballs. Oh, yes. That was just, I, I like, it amused me. I, I feel like they have, um, given Holly a language. Mm-hmm. Like, she very much does have her own way of speaking. Um, and it, you know, it's kind of goofy, it's kind of, um, it's almost hipstery at times, like, yeah. but it works because I believe it of her, and I yeah. think she pulls it off well. Um, that's kind of, I think I had something, um, I, like, Cheyenne Jackson, I want him to sing already, it bothers me that he has it, he sings on 30 Rock, let him sing on Glee. <laughs> um, Lono. Yeah, um... I didn't issue with the entire idea of neglected artists, because I feel like... If they actually were neglected, it'd be neat. Yeah. Adele is not neglected. Jack Johnson is not neglected. right now. Um, Aretha Franklin is not... Not neglected. neglected. Agreed. Licky Leak is a... But she's probably not neglected either. But I feel like that's such a shitty term. Like, if you're talented, you're famous. Like, there's no... Like, underrated or underappreciated. Like, I, I think neglected is... What I if, feel like in this day and age, though, like, with the internet and with the iTunes, there is no neglected artist. Right. Like, if you're talented, yeah. you're going to be popular. Like, some pe- the people who are interested in you will find you. Yeah. Because they can now. Yeah. And I was just, I mean, again, and the ones that they chose were the worst representations ever. Yeah. Because they're not in any way. Um, the Hollies, the Heckler's Club, and, like... Um, oh, as as a, as as a, as a, as Azurius, as the, the, the 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 black guy that's not Larry, um, Azismo, Azismo, sure, yes, him. Um, <laughs> I think I don't really know I him. Think. Just being very shout, he's still just shouty and um, has a crush on Mark Harmon apparently, which was cute. Uh, the the thing, it wasn't so much him, but just that this the heckler speech that Holly gave. I don't know, it wasn't awful, but there was something about it that felt weird in the episode. Like, okay, we have all these things going on, and now let's cram in a lesson about why you shouldn't be mean to people on Twitter. I don't know, it didn't bother me. Because I think it was Holly being Holly and having a teaching moment. Yes, but I don't get why, like, I don't know. Because they had to get them out of the auditorium. Like, essentially, that's... It was to drive the plot forward. And I guess something else that bothers me about that was you have a couple of characters that we we really like. Like, I like Jacob and Israel. I like Becky. Like, 
And I think their characters you could do a lot with in that little dose. Like, it's, it's almost like the judging panel at, re, at regionals. Like, you know, you gather a couple of unlike people, these sort of supporting characters who we know a little bit about, put them together, let's have great things happen. And it wasn't that funny. No, And that, that bothered me. Yeah. Um, oh, Kurt's line. I'm sorry, not Kurt. Finn's line. What's that saying? I can't speak. What's that saying? The show's got to go all over the place? Like, it's just lazy, stupid writing. Like, I don't care how dumb you are. That's not something you say when you're 17. It amused me. Oh, it was just the way, I think it was the way he delivered it more than anything. Like, it sounded so written and not funny. Um, yeah, that was really odd. And the big thing about, you know, the Mercedes, because I, I love the idea of the Mercedes storyline, but I hate how it was executed. Okay. Yeah. You want to take a break and come back? Um, well, feedback? just a couple of stray observations oh, first. Sorry. Um, the whole like thing about Sandy, who again, I love him. I love Stephen Tobolowsky. But how just does he, how can he how can he be in this school? He was a cute guy that getting on a student. Yeah. Like and he like, got the theater. He was directing the production of Cabaret, and yep. he was able to be head of the yeah. And he's just like wandering around like the rehearsal room. Like, isn't this inappropriate? Um, Sunshine owns a lot of berets. She owned like she wore like three different ones in this this one, um, the Santana versus Larry thing. We didn't really talk about it because oh. it wasn't central, but it yeah. was clearly there to be more important next week. Just that Larry is still there, still being an asshole. Um, a good scene in the hall. I mean, I totally forgot about that scene, but Blaine getting all sexy in the hallway when Blaine pushes Larry. Oh yeah. I, yeah. Um, I, I enjoy Santana a lot in that scene. I love Santana. <laughs> I've got razor blades in my hair. <laughs> which um, I believed. Yeah, I did too. No, she was she was fabulous. And um, I really thought, I was afraid for a second that she was going to turn around and be like, I'm a lesbian. Do you have a problem with that? But she didn't. Right. right <laughs> which right. I was yeah. very happy about because we don't need that. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but I enjoyed that scene a lot. Okay. And and then in the previews for next week, Kurt is yelling, I'm back at McKinley, which I really hope he's actually back and it's not like a teaser. Yeah. Like, I'm here for the day. Like, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully he's back so he could go to, um, he has to go to New he York. He has to go to New York. Yeah, right? Come go on. Seriously. I mean, really. um, last thing I wanted to say was Sue has the line to Terry, like, Honey Badger, Nature's Most Ferocious Beast. Look it up on YouTube. I did. Oh. <gasps> Holy fuck, honey badgers are badass. Really? <laughs> There's like a two-minute clip of a honey badger, and it's like narrated by a British man. And they're adorable. They're like a little meerkat kind of thing. It's like, it's like, oh, you're a honey badger. And he's like walking around, and there's him like hunting something. I'm like, yeah, sure, he hunts, whatever. But then he goes into a beehive and takes, and it's not like he's eating the honey. Apparently, he's eating the eggs. It's like he grabs the bee eggs and walks away, and the bees are buzzing around him, stinging it, and he's just fucking eating this honeycomb <laughs> and these eggs. Like, yeah, that's right. I'm fucking eating your babies. That's right. Then, then, oh my god, he is fighting a cobra. Oh my. A cobra snake. It's like him and a cobra. And you're like, oh my, like, and the cobra's got the whole, like, head cobra thing. And totally, the, and that way he gets it. And he takes a bite out of it, and apparently cobras are poisonous. And so, like, it actually made, it, like, I'm like, oh, my God, did he die? Because he passes out. But it's like, it, like, the man narrates it as saying it's like a honey badger just got drunk. Like, because he just he <laughs> knocks him out for a few minutes. And then he gets up and he's wobbling around. And he, like, even though the thing is, like, poisoning him, he takes the honey, ba- the, the cobra's head and, like, rips it. It was oh insane. And I urge you, um, and I'm one of those people who I'm like, I, like, I don't like Discovery Channel because I don't like to see animals kill each other. But holy, holy fuck. <laughs> Somebody needs to make a horror movie about honey bags. Um, a side note, did you see the video of the penguin being tickled? Because that was adorable. I did. I did. Somebody at work is like, I'm going to show you the cutest thing ever. And it was a penguin being tickled. And it was, it was fucking so adorable. It's on my Facebook page. Everybody yes. go watch it. It's adorable. Um, okay. Is that all your I don't want to see a honey badger eating a penguin, though. Yeah. No. That would be weird. No. Um, but, okay, my lesson is don't mess with honey badgers. Yeah, no. Um, okay, let's take a break. And we'll be right back. Hi, this is Dan Roebuck, Karofsky's dad, and you're listening to Glee Cast. Did you know that Asian people prefer being called Orientals? Did you know that Ching Chong, Ting Tong, is a respectful salutation in all Asian cultures? Did you know that paper cuts can cause massive arterial sprays in Orientals? No? Well, then you should listen to Podcasts Without Honor and Humanity, the Internet's fourth best Asian film podcast. Every week, your host, Jake McLarchie, will cover two Asian films that can range from the obscure to the notorious, 
from a Sonny Chiba werewolf film to a splatter gore atrocity, from Category 3 to the Korean New Wave and beyond. Tune in at the website podcastwithouthonoringhumanity.libsyn.com. Libsyn is spelled L-I-B-S-Y-N. Or you can just search Podcast Without Honor Humanity in iTunes. So give Podcast Without Honor Humanity a shot and get cultured. Flawless victory. Dear Mr. Vernon, we accept the fact that we have to sacrifice a few hours a week to podcast about whatever you find important. But we think you're crazy asking us to write an essay telling you who we think we are. You see us as you want to see us, in the simplest terms and the most convenient definitions. But what we found out is that each of us is a podcast about other podcasts. A podcast about television. A podcast about film. A podcast about music. A podcast about books. Does that answer your question? Sincerely yours. The Podcast Podcast. The Podcast Podcast is your one-stop source for all the podcasts on the internet. Each week we have very special guests from some of the best shows on iTunes so that you can decide if you should check them out or keep on moving. Find us at thepodcastpodcast.com or search for us in the iTunes store by looking for me, Fozzie Bear. That's F-O-C-Z-I-E-B-A-R-E. We are. Uh, we urge you to check out some of the shows you heard promos for, including Podcasts Without Honor or Humanity by a uh, good friend of the show, Jake McLarge Huge. Yes. And, of course, the Podcast Podcast, yes. where you can find Talk About Burly Q. So, we have feedback. We do. Um, we preface this one. We need to preface this one. Okay, so as we said, Erica and I went to Whorehound. Um, you might remember a couple weeks ago, uh, again, when Glee was on hiatus, um, Eric and I did a little thing called a commentary track for a high school musical. Mm-hmm. Um, some of you, I'm sure, enjoyed it. Um, some of you, I'm sure, didn't listen to it. Fuck you, if that's the case. Um, if you did listen to it, great, we love you. Um, but how, what, how should I say this? Um, I got a little uh, fired up about something <laughs> in High School Musical. About a certain naming of a character, and that character is played by Zac Efron, was named Troy. And I believe, if memory serves from listening to that commentary track, um, I had some pretty hateful things to say about the name (laughs) Troy. More importantly, about any woman who would name her child Troy. Uh, And I must say, because in my lifetime, you know, 29 years on this earth, uh, lived in various countries, lived all around, and have never encountered a Troy. So... Flashback. Yeah, Horrorhound Weekend. Horrorhound Weekend. Um, so the episode had not been released yet. It had not been released yet. It was sitting in Erica's computer, waiting yeah. for its moment. We are talking to some people, and we are about to be introduced to someone. And he looks at us and he goes, "You're the Glee cast girls." And we go, "Yes, you listen to us." And we're like, "Oh, we're the moon. Like, oh my God, somebody knows us." Yeah, that someone that we don't know personally listens to yes. us. And he goes, hi, I'm Troy. And we both turned white. I, I I, can't imagine what we both must have looked like in that moment. <laughs> uh, but it was literally like, I know that it was one of those cartoons like where the mouth falls to the floor yeah. and you hear it hit the floor. Um, and we immediately were like, Immediately, oh the first thing I'm like, your name's really Troy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, this this, this nice man has no clue wonderful. why we're apologizing to him upon meeting him. And all I could say at the time was like, something's going to happen in the next week, and you're going to hear <laughs> And I have to let you know, we didn't know you then. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and we kind of explain. Eventually, we do explain. Like, yeah. Okay, so... And last week's episode, we're talking about the name Troy, blah, 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 blah. and um, you know Troy takes it well, uh, and he, he eventually joins Twitter and tells us he just listened to the commentary track, yes. and of course I'm just waiting for the arrows to be lodged my way because I I said some mean things about his mother, who must be a lovely woman, yeah, because he was a lovely, he was a lovely, lovely, man. lovely man. We we love Troy. Uh, uh, so he wrote us this email, in which the subject line is Sharpay is a better name than Troy. And he says, Hi, Emily and Erica. Troy here. When I'm not out picking on a group of kids for looking for hidden pirate treasure or playing basketball, I like to sit in the tanning booth and listen to Gleecast. <laughs> Mom's a big fan, too. I was so excited to meet both of you at Horrorhound in Indianapolis la- last weekend. 
I was a little unsure how to take your response when I introduced myself. Most people don't turn pale and ask me if my real name is Troy, <laughs> although my wife kept calling me Tony the first night we met. She was slightly intoxicated that night. Romantic. After listening to your high school musical commentary, everything now makes sense. <laughs> wow. Where do I start? First, real people, not just movie characters, are named Troy. Second, you'll have to ask mom herself what she was thinking when she came up with the name. However, after talking talking shit about her, I don't think you'll be invited over to dinner anytime soon. Finally, you really think Sharpay is a better name than Troy? I don't think I would have survived school if I went out on the playground with a first name like Sharpay. And I think your fascination with Sharpay's bedazzled accessories have clouded your judgment on the quality of the actual name. Probably true. Maybe if I bedazzle my jeans with some funky rhinestones and glitter myself up, I'll gain some respect from you two as a real person. Obviously. Well, that's all I have. My buddy Chad and I have a yachting (laughs) class at three today, and I still need to get some tanning in. I loved your commentary and hope you do many more. I'm a big fan of the podcast, and this little criticism of my name won't stop me from listening. You are just as charming in person as you are on the podcast. Keep up the great work, Troy. P.S. Mom said, fuck off. You're not invited to Thanksgiving dinner this year, but she'll probably keep listening. <laughs> Thank um, you, Troy. One of my favorite emails of all time, <laughs> easily. Again, I have no words yeah. other than, you're, you're right, Troy is a terrible name. It is. It, it's a terrible name. It's, um, But I think... I think it's her. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I, can't, I, I don't even know what to say anymore, ever. I, 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 I listened back. I wasn't super critical of the name. You, you were, were kind of, but you weren't you I weren't wasn't helping. disagreeing. Yeah. I didn't help the situation. You were enabling me, Erica. I was just like, yeah, I'm going to let Emily go off because she wants and to. And I mean, if, if we really go back, if you were not there, I would never have said those things. So Fine. maybe it's your fault. If Fine. you hadn't brought High School Musical into my DVD player, this never would have happened. Who is the real culprit, Erica? I guess it's me. I'm sorry. By the way, there's a Sharpay movie. What? It just came out on DVD. Oh, my God. With her? Yeah. With her as Sharpay. It's a straight-to-DVD Sharpay movie. Okay, so we know what one of our commentary track? Once we finish the High School Musical. Yes. Eventually, we're going to... I almost want to jump ahead to that one. (laughs) I kind of do. I think we have to see the other one. Okay. Um, all right, so should I read Wayne's email? Yes, please. All right, so Wayne Kotke writes, uh, the subject being hot annulment action and other amazeables. And Enmity. Amazeballs. Amaze, amaze, what did I say? You said, um, I don't Amazeballs. You But it wasn't amazeballs. You said amazeables. That's, That's what you said. Amazeballs. <laughs> what is not Go ahead. <laughs> Leave me alone. Love you. Was there was Novocaine in my mouth this right, morning. Right. It could have gone to my brain. <laughs> my dentist said he was scared he was going to hit a nerve. I don't know what went on there. All right. Okay. Enmity and etiquette. And so Glee's back from outer space. And what do we have to show for it? Well, the Will Holly relationship was smothered to death in its bassinet. It was a victim of what I call 30 Rock Relationship Disease, a fatal condition in which a series regular is romantically paired with a recurring guest star who has an outside career and is obviously never going to join the cast full-time. On 30 Rock, the tragic illness has claimed Salma Hayek, Michael Sheen, (laughs) Julianne Moore, and Matt Damon, and probably some others I'm forgetting. John Hamm. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I can't agree with this more, as we already talked about. Uh, he continues, so with John Stamos written out and Gwynnie going her own way, I guess the Will Emma thing is just going to happen, huh? You know what? I'm at peace with it. It's not what I want, but it's what's happening. Let's get get it over with, Glee. Let's not prolong torture anymore. No one wants to see Jamie Mays become a pathetic, self-pitying wretch, which is the direction she was headed in in A Night of Neglect. So just pull the trigger on this ready, Glee. I'm sorry. I just have no enthusiasm for this at all. Speaking of... Lack of enthusiasm, you really seem to be phoning in the villainry this week. Like her heart wasn't in it. I think Will has done his job too well. Sue's seemingly indomitable spirit has been broken. I'd really like the show to explore this in a serious, dramatic way, but I bet they don't. Seeing Sue as a loser is even less than seeing Emma as a loser. Silver lining? Evil Becky really stepped up her game in this episode. Has the student outpaced the master? I agree with this. We didn't talk about that in the low points, but... Sue felt like she was operating at, like, 30% yeah. this week. Like, I mean, granted, she didn't have any great zingers. That no. was one thing. And she was sending other people out to do her bidding. And even, like, when she was doing it, she, I mean, the whole, like, oh, worst henchman ever. But there was, I guess maybe I can justify it by that, like, she knows these people are going to suck at what they do, but she, this is what she's going to try because something else has worked. Uh, 
All right. Um, was I hallucinating, or did 90% of this episode consist of the New Directions kids performing very elaborate production numbers in a virtually empty auditorium? Yes, you're right, Wayne. That doesn't seem like the kind of story hook you base a whole episode on, but, well, they did. It just made the songs feel weirdly sterile and airless, like they were being staged in a hermetically sealed vacuum. Meanwhile, the show basically admitted that it has no idea what to do with Mercedes. I guess that's a positive thing. The first step on the road to recovery is admitting you have a problem. But I don't think the show has any tricks up its sleeve other than have Mercedes sing more. On the upside, Amber Jones did a swell... Amber Riley. Amber, right. Amber Riley. Amber Riley. He did a, Amber, Amber Jones, Jones, Mercedes Jones. Mercedes Jones. Did a swell job with the closing number. Now give her some plot lines. Here's a start for an episode. Mercedes is at home, getting ready for a typical school day. What are her mornings like? What is her home like? What is her family like? What happens to her that day? Get cracking, Glee writers. Just as the Earth moves inexplicably towards the sun, Kurt moves even closer back to McKinley High. My feelings about this mirror my sentiments about Will and Emma. It's not what I want, but it's what's happening, so I just have to live with it. You were enjoyed, Dalton Academy. You were enjoyed. A word or two about pulling focus. You know, that's when someone in the foreground is in focus and someone in the background is blurry, and then it switches that the person in the background is in focus and the person in the foreground is blurry. It's perfect for scenes in which character A says something and character B hears it and reacts. The next time you watch the episode, watch for about nine uses of dramatic focus pulls. I wasn't too engaged with the storyline of this episode, so I started noticing a little technical stuff like that. I also noticed that when Glee comes back from commercial breaks, it likes to start scenes with loud noises to get people's attention. A school bell whenever possible. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and I agree about the soft focus. I think that goes into what I was saying about the director not being that experienced. Yeah. I think it there was just didn't really know how to tell a great story with TV directing. No. Uh, I unlike Eric Stoltz, say who did a fabulous job directing. <laughs> I don't know if this was my local Fox affiliate, but throughout the entire episode, there was a watermark in the lower right hand corner reading Glee. Look, Glee, I'm not dumb. I'm dumb, but not that dumb. I don't need the word Glee to be on screen for the whole hour to remind me that I'm watching Glee. Um, I think it was actually a hashtag. That, that's what it was on my TV. Maybe it wasn't for his Fox affiliate, but for us it said it said Fox, and then above it it had the hashtag Glee so that you could go on Twitter oh. and hashtag about it. So maybe, you, maybe Wayne, let us know. Maybe you just didn't see the hashtag, huh. but that's why, that's what it was for us. Well, for me. Okay. I, I'm I, assuming honestly, it's oh, the well, same Oh, we're the you. same because we're both cable. Yeah. Um, I honestly didn't notice. Because I did, I did notice it, and I took note of the fact that it was yeah. a hashtag, and they were trying to create like, Twitter really buzz. Like, really get a Twitter buzz. Yeah. I mean, they did, I didn't notice if this one had any Twitter, Twitter buzz. I know last month it did. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it was just a, well, it was a bigger episode, and it was a better episode. Um, but I remember there was, like, Trouty Mouth and They Kissed were the mm-hmm. two trending topics. This time... I don't. Maybe I just wasn't on Twitter during Glee, but because I didn't notice anything, and I don't think anything would have been on there. Because what are you gonna say? Yeah, there was nothing. Uh, Usually doesn't get to sing again. Glee. Yeah. Uh, of course, back to Wayne. There were things I loved about this episode. There always are. Hi, Wally. Uh, they may not be together yet, but Brittany and Santana remain the show's MVPs. Santana's scene with Ko- Kowalowski, or whatever the fuck his name is, was for the one for me the highlight of the whole episode. I think Blaine Warbler forgot how to say thank you. And Brittany on the Brainiacs, now that was amazeballs. Shame on Will for what he said to Brittany. Somehow it makes perfect sense for Brittany to be a trivia whiz, and Heather Morris is possibly the only actress alive who can make the words feline aids sound vaguely appealing. <laughs> I'm always rooting for Brittany to be delusional, naive, and eccentric rather than just stupid. I'd like to think that her more of a Gracie Allen type who is operating on a plane of logic, which is purely her own. So the Brainiac story was quite welcome. Mm-hmm. It reminds me actually of a um, good uh, Married with Children episode where they realize Kelly Bundy is actually has the like her brain like works as if it was like a bucket. So if you fill it up with the stuff, she'll she's really like you can. So basically, they get her on a game show and mm-hmm. just give her all the knowledge she needs for it, and she doesn't forget anything. So then the final question is actually about her dad scoring four touchdowns in one game, and because that's like the first thing she knew, it had gotten pushed out in the bucket, oh, so no. she gets it wrong. Side note. Uh, back to Wayne. Other great things. Stephen Tobolowski doing that Stephen Tobolowski thing that only Stephen Tobolowski does. Gotta love that. Tobolicious. <laughs> and between Glee and 30 Rock, Cheyenne Jackson is now on two shows, which should use him more often. The League or Legion of Doom and or Evil storyline didn't really go anywhere, but anything which brings Terry Schuster and the awesome Jessalyn Gilsig back into the fold is all right with me. Give him hell, Terry. 
there. Oh, and T- Stephen Tobolowski was also on Community last week. Was he? I haven't watched this. Oh, not this week. He was on last week. See, who's the boss? Oh yes, who he was. is the boss? Who indeed. is the boss? Uh, that's probably much more that could and should be said about this episode. And by this point, you two have probably already said it. Overall, a night of neglect had its share, fair share of funny scenes, good lines, and entertaining numbers. I haven't even mentioned Mike Chang's dance routines. But I don't think the episode fully capitalized on the highly intriguing Songs by Neglected Artists themes. Love the podcast. As always, the best part of Glee's return is the concurrent return of Glee cast. Oh, wait, you make us blush. Yours harmoniously, Wayne Kotke. You you can find at d2rights.blogspot.com. And then he gave us a PS mm-hmm. um, about how Will looks a little confused about the difference between multiplication and division. And I know a lot of other people were doing this where when he's doing the saltwater taffy math, it's really wrong. Did you notice? I didn't notice. Um, you can click on that link. And I, I mean, I, you can I see it. the link, yeah. It's like he's trying to multiply or do something. You can't ask him. Or you think he's multiplying instead of dividing. That's what it is. Like, he's trying to say, we need $5,000. And he does it by, I don't know. It was, no, he's you trying to say, to, yeah. yeah, we need $5,000 at 25 cents a piece. So why wouldn't you divide? This is showing how dumb I am. I, I know. You know, we shouldn't talk about this because the last time I had to count till 12, yeah, that it was, was a like, 12 minute diversion where we realized Emily never learned how to count. Um, so we're just going to move on. But he did also share a link, which I should put in the um, on Palaver, of uh, Heather Morris dancing. It's pretty fabulous. I haven't watched it yet. I just saw it because I didn't, I didn't read his PS prior to just now. Okay. But um, I'm going to watch it. It's. Um, I watched it at work, so I couldn't actually hear it. Like I was just on a break at work, and I played it, but I don't have sound on my computer. Um, and it was. Just, I was just watching her dance. I don't know what the music was, but it's Heather Morris can fucking dance. Um. Okay. Our last bit of feedback is actually stale feedback. That's his subject, not my my own comment. Um. It is from Scott, and he says, Erica and Emily. Hi. It's. Well, no, he doesn't say hi. He says, Eric and Emily, it's Scott in Toronto. <laughs> How dare you put words in his mouth? I said hi. Canadians are vicious about that. <gasps> I got the chance to catch up on a couple of your February shows. For that, you have nothing to blame but Glee itself. As the months pass, Glee falls further and further down our priority viewing list. In fact, the backlog was so bad that our PVR erased a couple of episodes. I don't know what PVR oh, oh, my God. Is that- the funniest thing about this is... um. Because Will on Gentleman's Guide always talks about his PVR, and I was always like, "What the fuck?" Is like, and I figured it out. I'm like, "Oh, it's like a DVR yeah. or like TiVo." But I'm like, "What the hell does the P stand for?" Stand and for. I always, I always like thought about calling in Gentleman's Guide <laughs> and just asking me like, "Just tell me what the P stands for." And I was had been emailing Scott because he also has a podcast, Married mm-hmm. with Clickers, which is fabulous. It's him and his wife covering movies. Um, and I emailed him. I'm like, "All right, what does the P stand for?" And it stands for personal, personal video recorder. Oh. It's a DVR. Okay. It's a Canadian DVR. And it's probably spelled with like, a, there's probably a U somewhere there's in personal. There's a U in there, yeah. Um, so his PVR erased a couple of episodes, including that the post-Super Bowl one. It doesn't sound like we missed much. Yep. We, didn't. we saw a couple and then started getting caught up on your shows. So then he talks about the kissing show. This one was pretty strong. You guys mentioned the multiple narrator structure, and I realized that it's very similar to the movie Election in that way. With, uh, when it works, it works really well. The song choices were pretty good, but I really wish they'd go with truncated versions a la American Idol, mm. as Kat and I lose interest in them pretty fast. As someone who acquired mono at age 19 while practically invol- while practicing. while practicing involuntary celibacy, I love that term. I, I can tell you that it is very, very contagious, and I still have no idea how I got it. Santana was on fire on, in this episode, and I think it helped that it was Sue and Shoe free. The thing about election is funny because um, when I was reading that interview with Ian Brennan a while back, he mentioned that election was a huge influence. That because originally he wrote Glee as a screenplay, right? And he said it was very. And I mean, I mean, the character of Finn is essentially Chris Klein yeah. from Election, um, but that it's it's very inspired by Election, which I find really interesting. And I I love Election. I think it's a great film, and that's always my. I want Glee to get back to that. Like, like yeah, darker humor, dark kind humor. of a little more risque. Yeah. Um, he goes on the WTF show. I can't remember what it was called, but this one was a mess. Bieber is fun and all, but when Sam said he was going to sing the anthem of his generation, it would have been it would have been so much better if he'd done the "When You Smile, I Smile" song. 
The production number with the four wannabes was quite terrible. I agree with Erica that Lauren's lack of singing skills don't help the character. To be perfectly honest, I think she's a very weak actress. Kat thinks the same of Mercedes. I, I agree about Mercedes. I, I like Lauren's Isis. Um, I do think Amber Riley is not that good an actress. Hmm. Um, the flannel number was very weak. An original song, <laughs> an original song is a bad move. The producers just need to work harder at finding better older songs. The the flannel number wasn't an original song though. No, I don't. It wasn't. But I think he's saying because then that's the episode where thought. Rachel has the idea. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't know if he watched the actual original songs or what he thought about them. It was in curious. it was in the same sentence, so I thought it was like the same thought process. Okay. But I I guess it's a different thought. Anyway, the whole flip flopper Sue thing is driving me crazy and rendering the character almost useless. Unless they are going to introduce some sort of bipolar storyline, they should just stick a, to to a good Sue or a bad Sue. Better yet, they should introduce an evil twin storyline a la Vicky and Marley from Another World. You ladies are probably too young to remember that one. So that's it. One good show and one bad one has left me feeling just as ambivalent about Glee as I was before I watched them. <laughs> you two, however, are doing a fantastic job. Keep it up. Take care, Scott. We got a lot of accolades this week in our feedback. I Thank like you. that. We thrive on it. Um, the th- I mean, Scott, I would encourage you to watch the uh, the sex show and the yeah. drinking show and, and show. the... Um, yeah. regional show, just because I, I think those were just better episodes. Yeah. Um, I mean, this episode I didn't think was that good, but I do think Glee was on an upswing, and I kind of swung back. Um, I never watched Another World, however, I, did, I watched Days of Our Lives, so there were, actually, were there ever any evil twins? There were, there wasn't evil twins, there was a lot of multiple personalities. I don't think Days ever had, Jason would know. Fozzie, were there evil twins on Days of Our Lives? Let me know. Um, uh, Scott, you can find at Married with Clickers yes. on the iTunes store. Um, I can't recommend this podcast enough. It's very entertaining. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Erica's name and Deadly Dolls. Deadly Dolls. Um, you you can, can find our forums at palaver.com. That's but, P-A-L-A-V-R.com. I'm going to do it all. I'm going to take it oh, all from me. Okay. No, no, go ahead. No, keep going. No, I don't know what else to say. But, oh, no, I would say with Palaver, I think um, big changes are coming in the next yeah. few months, so it may start looking very different. Uh, don't be afraid if, like, you can't get on one day because um, there, there's, there's work going yeah, on. Yeah, they're doing work on it. But the forum should still be buzzing. Um, yeah. uh, Stefan, the Palaver uh, Puba, has said that the forum should still be running through that time. Okay. And we urge you to come through our forums. Yeah, please. They're they're very quiet. I know. <laughs> I don't like I don't like the sound of crickets. Um, uh, Erica's blog. Oh, I have a website. A it's, website. Nitsasmallworld.com. It's, it's a blog, but it's but it's a dot com. So she yeah. sounds fancy. And yours? Deadlydollshouse.blogspot.com. Uh, you can also find me at Girls on Film Radio Podcast something. Um, just type in Girls on Film. The iTunes Store, and you'll find it for lots of talk about movies and bra shopping. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, go to Palaver, go force, young man, and find your destiny. Okay. All right, we'll see you next week with some Gaga. Woo! Yay, I hope. <laughs>